Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. A slightly sombre start to this programme as we record this programme 24 hours after Dan Weldon died from injuries he sustained in a motor race in Las Vegas. Before we say anything, I just want to say deep commiserations to his family, his friends, uh, motor racing fans who followed Dan Weldon in IndyCar. Uh, I never met the man, but by all accounts from many people who I do know personally have worked with him, he was a top man. And the question remains, why did that happen? There will be a proper investigation into this. With me now, Zog and Richard Porter. Is IndyCar dangerous? All motorsport is dangerous, ultimately. Yeah, there's no getting away from it. Motorsport is dangerous. It used to I, say... I think it's very hard to say... Yeah, well, yeah, it used to say on the It used to say on the ticket, motor racing... does, actually, doesn't it? Well, it used to say motor racing can be dangerous. Now it says motor racing is dangerous. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and that's okay. a very real reminder. That's what you get when you go to an FAA-sanctioned race mm. on your ticket or your pass. I don't know about IndyCar races. It is well, inherently yeah. more dangerous. There have tragically been more deaths in IndyCar in the last 15 years than in F1, for example. It's true to say that in all areas of motorsport, people are generally improving safety, generally gets better. In a way, it's quite hard to say whether IndyCar is more dangerous than F1 because you're dealing with, in a way, quite small samples, and F1 is probably safer, I think, but, you know, I don't know. There are Well, there's a couple of things there, because first of all, is IndyCar itself more dangerous as a sport, but also is this particular event that Dan Weldon was competing in Well, the, yeah, there's some reasons why that track is there's, more dangerous. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff uh, going on, and it'll probably be even more of it by the time that you listen to this. I just read today a very intelligent blog by Peter Windsor, the motorsport journalist, about Dan Weldon's death and also about that particular race in Vegas. But for me, it was very weird because on Sunday night, I just re-watched the Senna film and at the end of that it reminds you that since Set and Senna's death there hasn't been another F1 driver lost in a race or in qualifying anything like that and you remember that weekend that Senna died Roland Ratzenberger also died of course it's a pretty horrific weekend and since then Formula 1 safety has come on a lot mm. it was also pointed out by someone online today that since Dale Earnhardt Jr. died in NASCAR they haven't lost a driver mm. because they had a thorough review of safety standards. So it sort of feels like, well, if there are any problems with IndyCar, if there are some things that they need to tighten up, this sadly has had to be their sort of Ayrton Senna moment, the, the their, their to, junior yeah. moment, where they've had to I think back Greg, on what they do. Greg Moore was the last guy to die in Champ Car. I think it was still called Cart at the time, mm. which has since merged with IndyCar. So, to be fair, IndyCar's record in terms of death is not too bad. The field and is have, big, isn't it? The yeah. field is huge. Which well, limited to what, 33 There were 34 cars at the Las Vegas Motor There were 35 speed. though, weren't there? Because I was think that Dan Weldon was the 35th car, is that right? And he, he was invited as part of this $5 million to any driver who wants to come and try and win the race and a number of people said that they were going to do it a number of people then realized that they hadn't a hope in heck of doing it and decided against it and so the five million dollar prize fund was reissued to a driver who would come in and would split it with a fan and dan weldon was the current indy 500 champion but didn't have a drive in the indycar series 
came forward to racing this event with the view of splitting this $5 million with a fan. There's no greater loss than death, but the heroic way in which he came back to do this is split it with a fan. It's wrong to say makes it worse, but gives it a significance which is even more painful, I think. What I've witnessed over the last few days on Twitter and Facebook and the various people I know who raced with him who have been tweeting pictures or Facebooking pictures of them racing against Dan Weldon in yeah. this country in yeah, yeah. carts and in other formulae. People I know from A1 Grand Prix who know him very well. And that's kind of nice that, you know, he's getting his recognition at this point. Because he was an unsung hero, a great British motor racing driver who had gone completely off people's radar in the UK and was a huge star in the States. Yeah. Well, he raced and, against and, and Jensen Button, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Anthony Davidson. Yeah, it's one of those things where just by some sort of odd sliding doors kind of moment that it could very well have been that, that Dan Weldon was now racing for McLaren yeah. and, and Jensen Button was doing something else yeah. God forbid not in IndyCar and not losing his life but just yeah. that, that he was of that level and of that generation mm, clearly of that talent yeah. that he could if he'd got different brakes have been in Formula 1 it just needed that one twist of fate where someone gave him a chance I suppose. Yeah. Terribly terribly sad 33 years old married with two children and died in the course of providing entertainment for the likes of well, us, really. I want to say one last thing on this. Do you remember, Zog, when we went to Goodwood a few months ago and were driven around the circuit in a, an AMG SLS? Jody Schechter was the guest of honour there. He has mm. links with Mercedes. Yeah. And I spoke to Jody about his son, Thomas, who was briefly in A1GP. And mm. I said, you know, how's Thomas doing? He's, he's in uh, IndyCar. And Jody Schechter, a world champion and a Formula One driver in his own right, looked at me and said, oh, I, w- I wish he wasn't doing that. He's going to kill himself. It's too dangerous, that sport. Mm, and I thought that was just a father's concern, you know? I wouldn't have my children do any of the things I did when I was a teenager. <laughs> but, you know, maybe he was right. But for now, Dan Weldon, we'll all miss you. What about that Sebastian Vettel? Hey, he's a world champion again, isn't he? Pretty good. And a race winner again. I just thought that race win was rather selfish in career. He doesn't need it. No, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) He says, fundamentally misunderstanding the psychology of racing drivers. I think they should just give him next year's championship now for winning that race. Well, on the understanding he agrees not to take part and everyone else competes for second place. And he'll still win it. Yeah, yeah, might work. And I think he's one of the reasons that Lewis Hamilton appears down at the moment. Well, I mean, he has been noticeably... He's a bit off, just, just, Yeah, I mean, you he's just assume in a couple of press conferences, he doesn't look happy. But do you know what doctors, proper psychologists use as a scale to measure how depressed someone is? Do you know this? No. It's called the Hamilton scale. Really? Yeah. OK. Not in any way related to the racing driver Lewis Hamilton. Well, if I was the wonderkind who came to Formula One and it turned out to be another wonderkind for two years running, you know, he's never failed against anyone. He's never been beaten by his teammate. Do you know well, that? I... He even beat Alonso. Jensen is beating him. And I think if you've never had to deal with disappointment or let down or not quite making it before, the first time it happens, it's a big shock for him. And this is what could be going on. I think his teammate getting the better out of the car well getting the better out of the car and out of the 
team out of the system, mm. you know, on occasion. Because, you know, it's gone both ways at different times of the season. But you'd have to say, on the whole, Jensen has done a better job with the car, yeah. a better job at working with the team, and a better job of... Well, he's just, you know, he's, he's got he's the points. Better. I know. He's been magnificent. Contra to what been I think we all said. Magnificent. Well, I know Con- I said before. Consistently taller as well. Consistently taller. Yeah. A consistently scruffier but more likeable beard. Yeah, rather better than beard. stupid yeah. chin yeah. strap that, yeah. that, that, that yeah. Hamilton's been rocking. And thankfully, I noticed in Korea had finally... Yeah. He'd sort of just let it grow out, as if maybe he'd decided to go scruffy beard and see if it worked for him like it had worked for Button. Oh, it's clearly... And a, it's, it did. What, I mean, second lap advantage, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all so, in the beard. Well, this yeah. has happened before. But it's because McLaren is Hamilton's team, isn't it? I mean, they nurtured Apparently, him from a young age. And, and yeah. then some... West Country interloper comes in and starts making him look a bit silly. Well, and, he, and no driver likes to be beaten by their teammate. You no. Know, he, you know, he's the one guy you want to be. He's never been beaten. Everyone else. Not a it? problem, of course, if your teammate to Felipe Massa because he will just do what he's told to get out of your way. Or maybe not. Do you know what I think could be contributing? I'm guessing here, but you know, you say McLaren was his team and we've said it ourselves. I'm not entirely certain. I think he may have been Ron's boy. Mm. But Martin Whitmarsh's McLaren is emerging as a different kind of culture, you know. You and it was Whitmarsh who signed, you Jensen. know, who took the decision to sign Jensen, which mm. was, you know, and I love, uh, I love what you call Martin Whitmarsh. Oh, what the friendly skeleton! <laughs> Well, there is something quite skeletal about him, isn't there? It's really odd. I can't put my finger on it, but he looks like he's, he on, he's, he's on the thin side. Sk- yeah, but it's slightly drawn side. Yeah, drawn, drawn is the right word. Yeah. But, but he's friendly. Yes, he's he is. Scary skeleton. Yeah. If he really was a skeleton, and he came out of your wardrobe in the middle of the night. You'd just be like, "All right, Martin, yeah. how you doing?" Engage in You kind of go, "Oh, you go, ah, oh, it's only Martin. Hello, mate. How you doing? Sorry, I was just you'd, in there looking at some more blueprints. Ask him a question and get a." couple of rational but witty answers yeah, he gives good him. answers doesn't yeah. he he seems like a very nice chap i'm sure but he has a skeletal quality is it his fault is it his fault that lewis is not as quick and depressed or well I also we haven't that. mentioned the fact that his dad is sort of out of the picture a little bit or is he i don't know but he's not being managed by his dad he's anymore, not is no. that aspect of his personal life and then the break with his father was obviously a difficult period for him and it affected him mentally which came before the other or quite how much was caused and what was affecting that whole story, I don't know. But, he, you know, you don't get the impression that he'd been quite as focused. I am thinking, Professor Ierson, that he is in what the psychologists call a causality loop. <clears throat> he is not quick, not as quick as he was, so this makes him depressed. And because he is depressed, he cannot go as quick. As he was. Mm. And because he is not as quick as he was, this makes him more depressed. The depression cycle. Professor, Professor Freud, you may be onto something. Uh, so. Honestly, yeah, I mean, he loves his mother I, very much. I just, I just hope he gets over it. Though. You know, I just, I'd just love to see him well, know, get think, through yeah, it. Well, we can rebuild him. Well, we yeah. can't, yeah. but they can. But McLaren, McLaren can. can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If you want to know some other reasons why F1 fans think that Hamilton might be a little bit off form, do go online and search them, because there's some, frankly, really rather libelous things out there on the internet suggesting why he's off. Yeah, I, I don't most of which them, are bound to be untrue, but yeah, maybe exactly. some of them are. I mean, we, you know, it's very easy to know. speculate, we just have. But the fact yeah. is that, yeah, the boy looks a little unhappy. Yeah, sort of Eeyore-ish quality to him sometimes. I heard mm. that Lewis was expecting Jensen's baby that was not substantiated. No, I think you're, 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 you're confusing the Formula uh, One yeah, World Championship with EastEnders. Oh, sorry. 
Evening, Lee, love. Pint the usual, please. Better? Lee disappointed? Yeah, that's the one. There you go, Lewis, love. £3.90, please. And one for yourself, Lee, love. Oh, thanks, Lewis. Why the long and stupidly bearded face, love? Oh, I don't know, Lee, love. I just ain't enjoying the old F1 game like I used to. I wish I could be as happy as... Evening, all! That blue. Evening, Jensen, love. Evening, Lee. Evening, Lewis. Evening, non-speaking extras in the background. You're cheery, mate, as usual. Well, what's to be gloomy about, eh? Pull us a pint of Kimmy's ruin, Lee, love. I'm just nipping to the gents for a my dad's kiss. Not so fast, Jensen. Bernie, what do you want? You need to stick around for this one. Lewis, Jensen is your father. What? What are you talking about, Bernie? Say this ain't true. Of course it ain't true, Lou. How could it be? I would have had to have had you when I was five. And black. So it ain't true. Why did you say that, Bernie? Because, well, if you must know, I've got to think of something interesting to make people watch the last three races. No, I'm not going to play along with this one. No one. Get out, Bernie! Fine. Please yourselves. Drums! Do you know what my two lads did yesterday? You know, nine and eleven years old. Ran around, made a lot of noise, yep. interrupted you every thirty seconds. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apart from the usual, yeah, yeah. They wrote their Christmas list. It's October. Yeah, I know. We're going to sound like old farts. It, well, well, some well, of us well, are. <laughs> decorations up, policemen looking. Oh, humbug! Can't hear any of the words. Decorations Why don't they just dress up smartly and sing okay. proper songs you can whistle? <laughs> Yes, all of those things. I've been saying that for years myself. It made me think, well, I'm starting early as well. I mean, they're clearly starting early. But I usually start getting interested and excited about Le Mans in January. You get a first peak of the new car in January. But in the last week and a bit, we've had Toyota announcing that they're going to Le Mans. I'm already thinking yeah, about Le Mans next year. We've had Peugeot testing their hybrid car for Le Mans. And still speculation about what's going on with Aston Martin and Le Mans next year. It's still not entirely clear. Yeah, so what is happening with Aston Martin for Le Mans next year, then? I, I'm, don't quote me on this. It's more than half a dozen laps, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been suggested, I don't know how accurate this is, that they're going to scrub the whole AMR1 programme completely. And the way that they're parachuting their way out of this, if you like, is that they're allowing the tub of that car to become the tub of the Delta Wing concept, which is going to run as the 56th car at Le Mans 55th. next year, which will be really yeah. exciting because it's nothing like other cars, and that's great. And that they will just return to the GTE category, as it's called now, which would mm. be kind of sad because we loved it when they... We're making those lovely screaming noises for those yeah, V12s, didn't yeah, yeah. we, up the front? The cars when, when the beautiful. two When the two of them were sort of coming out of a corner, one after the other, when the engines were almost exactly in sync, that was mm. a fantastic sound. Hang on, I'm just thinking about that now. It's oh, a lovely sound, yeah. In fact, you could probably refer to it. If you go back to last year's Le Mans show, you'll hear that. I've got samples of that in the programme. It was a lovely sound. But are you excited about Toyota coming back, Richard, in some small way? It's not an exciting well, mark, is it? No. Well, I'm looking forward to when that FT86 
still a concept. It's been a concept for about 20 years yeah. now. Uh, the I'm new Celica. Yeah, well, the, yes, except rear-wheel drive and developed in part by Subaru and with a flat-four engine and all the rest of it. And when that finally arrives, I'm hoping it'll be really good. Mm-hmm. So that'll make Toyota exciting. Because, yeah, them going to Le Mans, another manufacturer in there. Great. They've got money, so they can do it properly. And they've got experience with hybrid technology. This is why they're going in. It meets their well PR image, if you like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but it's probably, as you say, more of a PR thing. Yeah, I mean, they have an image of being one of the companies that is pushing hybrid technologies in road cars. So it makes absolute sense that they should try and win some races with a hybrid race car. Does the LFA have any energy recovery? Do you know? No, no, it has a ruddy great V10. That sort of Which energy. revs so quickly it has to have a digital rev counter because an analogue one can't keep up. Yeah. True fact. Crikey. So, the, the, well, one thing I wonder. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have. At the moment, and I'm guessing they will do, Toyota don't do sort of performance hybrids. No. They have the Prius. And they have the Auris hybrid, and there's, I think mm-hmm. there's, a, there's, and there's a seven-seat prize coming. And the, about the most performancey hybrid they do is the Lexus GS. And there's yeah. a new one of those about to come along, but the last one was actually a sort of surprisingly quite good car and really quite quick as well. There's a version of the LS, what do we call it, the 600H, yeah, coming yeah. out soon, only available in one colour. And do you know what they call that colour? It's such a great name for colour. Obsidian Black. Oh, Mark yeah, do obsidian black as do well. They? What is yeah. it? For me, obsidian, the obsidian order was a faction of the Cardassians in Star oh, Trek. Why for I just sort of all the time. I think of, I think of obelisks. Oh, that's the Cardassians. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like bloody awful. Obelisks and Egyptian statues hmm. and you know, stuff like that would have been. So, what are you saying? Oh, oh, it's, it's a sporting version. Is of this the, the one that's been papped at the Nurburgring and it's got wheel arch extensions and does look quite. It's a limited edition thing. We shouldn't say it's the one that's always number two in the BBC. BBC's list of worst swear words. Oh, yes. The MF one. Um, but yeah. it does look like that. It looks like quite an MF. And uh-huh. I don't know whether that's just is some kind of mule or whether it really will look like that. It just I can't imagine anyone would buy an executive saloon with sort of obviously tacked on wheel arch extensions. I'm just thinking there is another, well, Toyota Group, Lexus, sporting hybrid coming. They're doing a coupe version of the CT200, I believe. Are they? Which is going to be a more performance-oriented two-door coupe hmm. version of the CC200. I see. But then they're going well, to Le Mans to race Toyota. Yeah, not hmm. Lexus. But it's not Toyota cars. It's the Toyota corporate logo, the same that was on the F1 car, which is that, a very different logo to the one that you see right. in the cars, so the ellipses. It's not the two ellipses. It's corporate Toyota. Okay. Mm. Which is, but, but even so, you know, there's still, still the... You go yeah, say to people, it's, it's Toyota, and they don't go, oh, is it yeah. corporate Toyota or Toyota cars? Yeah, that's right. Toyota, yeah, yeah. Toyota Manufacturing UK Limited. It yeah. is. It's just Toyota, and I suppose for the greater good, it will promote all Toyota things, even their sewing machines. Which, so will they employ Brundle? Will they employ Panis? Will they employ... Alan McNish, will they employ Ralph Schumacher? These are all old Toyota people. Will they have a, some new drivers lined up? Yeah, who would, they, who would you go mm-hmm. for? I mean, yeah, you'd get McNish in if, but I think he's mm-hmm. pretty happy at Audi, isn't he? They oh, saved yeah. his and life And Audi are this pretty happy with, with him, I'd have thought, so... Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, you'd think he'd be pretty hard to prize away from Audi. But then because again, depending, you know, but maybe they think it was worth doing that. The fact that Toyota are coming in with a hybrid entry suggests that the ACO are maybe a lot more enthusiastic about 
hybrid categories Mm -hmm. in the racing. I'm just assuming that Toyota wouldn't go to the trouble of coming back to Le Mans. You know, if they thought they were going to be messed around with too many rule changes year by year, uh, you know, they won't have the confidence that the hybrid category is going to be worth winning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they want an outright win, don't they? Yeah, of course, I mean, they, of course they do. They're Toyota ran, am I right, was it two no. or three years, sort of 98, 99, 2000, round about then, when the car that they had almost won with uh, mm. Rundle driving it, and, you know, after a couple of attempts. Was it uh, 98? I thought it was earlier than that. You know, I'd have to check. Late, um, Shall I have a look? I'm going yeah. to sit on the fence and say late 90s. Yeah, um, the old Zenit. It was the first time I met Martin 97. Brundle. I'm going to say 97. Yes. I think it was 98. Yeah, 98, 99, I think they ran. We'll mm. find out. As <laughs> Never but really you... over-researched. Yeah, why, why do it? Well, then you can do it and keep people waiting whilst they're listening. But you take the point. The ACO has a bit of a reputation for blowing hot and cold on things and mm-hmm. sort of making it difficult sometimes for teams and for companies to continue year on year with you know, a change they make here or not accommodating this aspect of what a manufacturer wants to be able to do. So I'm thinking that they must have given some pretty clear signals to Toyota that they're keen on the hybrid stuff. Otherwise, Toyota wouldn't be coming in yeah, this way. it suits them. Now, I'm going to do this like Rod Gilbert, because this is a bit like being on Rod Gilbert and going to the expert on the side who's been researching things. Can we Rod- have a drum roll, please? Yeah. Rod Gilbert, everything he says, complete surprise. I had no idea. I had no idea. Rod Gilbert, go on, Richard, what is it? Is Rod Gilbert the one who did that the Welsh can't be dramatic and that the ideal thing to say in a Welsh accent is, oh, look, be... Thank you. Toyota GT1. I should have gone the other way. See, I've spent too long looking at stacks and stacks of 143rd scale model cars at Le Mans to see the year and that Zent sponsored GT1 in the same flash frame in my mind. Mm. Sorry, I got that sentence out. So, in the meantime, listen, we've got to wrap this. Uh, Peugeot been testing their hybrid for. That's exciting, isn't it? The Peugeot 908 hybrid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, yes. I didn't say yeah. that. Yeah, I did. I, sorry. Um, the hybrid 4 is the name of any of their cars in the range that has this new hybrid rear axle that they're sticking on the, like, the 3008, isn't it? Yeah, so it doesn't make sense in the racing car, which I think just uses a hybrid system, sort of more of a, you know, just... Like a it's not driving separate wheels, it's driving no, the rear wheels. It's driving the rear wheels. Yeah. Which, is, to me, it shows it's just a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, they're running that car in test. They tested it at Estoril, I think, last week. And they said that so they're just shaking it down, seeing how it goes. And they haven't committed they haven't to decided actually running whether they're going to go yeah, with that in the next yeah, year. Yeah. Maybe they'll run it in some other races first and see what happens. But obviously, from a marketing point of view, they're doing more and more hybrid road cars. Probably good for them to get a hybrid car in Le Mans, assuming they're confident it'll actually work. And they're probably waiting for the regulations to be confirmed for next year, aren't they? Only coming up with the last parts of the regulations in something like November this year? Yeah. I mean, so it's only, well, no, it's only a few weeks thing, away, but, uh, Le Mans is in what country? What country? It's La, it, La France. Yes. Yeah, it, no, it, Peugeot it, are based it, in what country? What, uh, country, what country? Is it what country? France? I think yeah, it is, yeah. yeah we should yeah. probably check that. Yeah. I'll look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. I think they'll be all right with whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I all that's exciting. that libelous Quite right, too. But actually, I'm most excited about seeing that Delta Wing go round the circuit. I want to see if it makes it round an entire lap and if it falls over like a reliant robin. That'd be great. For anyone that doesn't know, it basically looks a little bit like a a scaled-down red version of kind of a record-breaking rocket car. 
Yeah, it looks like Fireball XL5 with wheels. Yeah. That shows you where our heads are. You'll be listening to Zog. Goodbye. Richard Porter. Goodbye. That's not quite it for now. We're going to finish with a tune. You may remember Pete Wiley and the Mighty War back in the 80s. This is my interpretation of a song they might have written about Liverpool's pride of being a car manufacturer. I've called the song Building Cars Again in Liverpool and I've called the band The Mighty La. Sorry, that was very rough words, wasn't it? <laughs> Let's speak no more about the bad times Don't let it go to your head It seems as if the car manufacturers Is starting to see red We told the world I want to hold your hand
see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! <laughs>